Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back on the cartoons and shows of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which goddamn it is too often the case. Sadly it is. Yeah, but you know what? It is not that case with the show that we are reviewing today. My name is Sean. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be continuing our discussion about the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. The friggin' real Ghostbusters. So Not the fake Ghostbusters. So we can't talk about this show without mentioning um, any of the film work that's been done. The original movie, of course, is a classic from 84. The sequel done in 89 uh, is mediocre, but it's still iconic. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's it's There's a lot of fun that happens. I have a lot of fond memories. A lot of people like to shit on the second movie. I actually... It's not a great movie by any, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's campy, it's ridiculous, and I think it's funny. It, it, it at least kind of carries along with the others. Now, it has so many... I mean, the first movie can make me laugh a hundred times out of a hundred. It has so many good lines. The second movie has some really, really funny lines, too, that I think get overlooked because everyone just hates on that second movie so much. Well, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's not as bad as the new one. <laughs> so we have, uh, we're not going to discuss the newest movie. That may be something that Sean and I end up... Uh, once it comes out on video, maybe Sean and I will get really intoxicated and do a live review of our of our opinion of that movie. <laughs> yeah, li- li- um, a, live, a live riff cast or something. Yeah, we might do something like that. I, I don't know. We we haven't seen it, uh, although Sean and I have paid very close attention to the development cycle, the Sony leaked emails and all that, so we know everything yes. that's going on. Uh, we are not uh, women-hating neckbeards, by the way, uh, for not discussing the new movie. We just um, we just like the original. Yeah. So Original recipe all the way. Yeah, in this case, uh, original recipe all the way. So yeah. we're so going to discuss sh- original recipe on this show. Yeah, so and, what, what's and- great about this cartoon, too, is that it literally takes place between the two movies. And it actually takes place through the second movie, because this, this show went from 1986 to 1991. It does. The movie came out in 84. This show starts in 86. So it spans the time frame between the first, the events of the first movie and the events of the second movie, and then continues those, those storylines through the second movie. Which I didn't know until Sean told me about that, because I, you know... I watched it, but I I don't remember it nearly as well. I don't have a bunch of books on Ghostbusters like Sean does. Um, books, comic books. Yeah, so spends free time reading yeah, stuff about production. I notes. like Ghostbusters, but Sean is on I another love level. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just I'm a class for, ten Ghostbusters fan. Any of you who did not listen to the last episode, shame I, on you. Uh, shame on you. Go listen to it. But we did surprise Sean with High C Ecto Cooler and Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Vodka, which we're drinking again today instead of beer. Um, I like it. And yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like it. Uh, Crystal Skull, or excuse me, Crystal Head Vodka. Crystal Head Vodka is actually a really, really high quality vodka. Um, not super cheap if you want to go buy some, but but it's good either way. And High C Ecto Cooler, which you can buy on Amazon or at supermarkets. At the moment, it's still out. God, I hope it stays out for a while because. Uh, otherwise, I'll feel really silly buying three cases of it, which is you know, what it I says bought. That this says copyright 2016, the Coca-Cola company. So they're still making it. 
Oh yeah, no, they're it, just it, not selling it in stores. No, they're selling it in stores, just not like they were before. Not like it, this isn't like back in the eighties where you could get it anywhere. They had it everywhere. Hey, at least this um, stuff has a hundred percent of our vitamin C daily allotment. Does it really? That's what it says. And forty-one grams of sugar. So, shh, 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 shh. so we're we're gonna jump right in with the third episode, which is uh, Mrs. Rogers' Neighborhood, which yeah. of, of course is a play on Mister Rogers. In the title, this is the first episode that I had my kid watch, and she enjoyed it. Actually, she liked it a lot. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, that actually makes sense that it's called Mrs. Rogers. Like Mr. Rogers, if you ever watched the show, if you haven't, what kind of childhood did you have? But if you if you watch, it's it's actually available. You can find it on in online. Uh, online streaming uh, versions. So what happens in Mister Rogers' Neighborhood is that he has a um, he has a house full of imaginary things that come to life, and he interacts with them, and he goes to the mag- imagination land and interacts with the characters there and their stories and whatnot. And in this episode, sort of something similar happens that I it didn't does. really think about while I was watching the show until now we started talking about yeah, it. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I think you're right. I didn't, I didn't even place it until you mentioned that. Yeah, um, like a bunch of stuff in this house comes to life. So this episode... It starts at a really slow week for the Ghostbusters. They haven't had a call all week. They're all bored out of their minds. This is before the well, internet. Well, it actually starts right off showing the house. Yes. And there are these two lions that turn evil. They're, They're reminiscent um, of the lions from the movie. I was going to say that. I wasn't sure if you were... Well, of course I should have known you would have got that. <laughs> God damn it. But, but they look... Okay, so those lions that are that are featured in the film in front um, of the New York Public Library. They are in front of the New York Public Library. You could go take pictures with them like I did on the times that I've been there. And they they're supposed to look similar to them, but they're they're, they're not. They're goofy. They're kind of goofy looking. They're they're derpy looking lions that are uh, made out of grass. Uh, they kind of look like those der- like that derpy lion tattoo that I showed you. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, so so they're kind of derpy looking lions that are supposed to be kind of guarding the entryway to this house, and they're they're made out of like hedges or shrubs or something. Something. They're green. And very very quickly they they turn they come to life and they turn evil. They're kind of uh, bluish and um, they scare the shit out of a bird or something. Yeah. Was well, it a bird that was? Close yeah, it was to a bird. Like but it was like they show that and they they have some creepy eerie music playing, and it immediately cuts back to the Ghostbusters, who, as you mentioned, are bored are, out of their minds and having a slow work week. This is before the internet. This is before readily consumable entertainment. Yeah, and they they don't they're not getting a lot of calls. At least the Ghostbusters in the movie had a fucking arcade stand up in their ghost house. In their Ooh, that's in, right, they in, did. in their firehouse. These guys are literally standing Ray is in a rocking chair. They're sitting around on the first floor, like just waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. And the phone does ring. But it's Janine's sister. But you don't know it because they play it out as a fucking gag. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's a, crowded around her, like, "What's going on, Janine? What's going on?" She's like, "What? Really?" It kind of sounds great. like a Charlie Brown teacher. It's like, wah, 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 and, yeah, and Janine's wah, wah, going, wah, 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 "Really? Really? Oh, that's great." Yes, thank you. And they're like, "Well, what is it?" And she's like, "It's my cousin. She gave me a new casserole. Or it's my sister. She gave me a new casserole recipe or something." Yeah, but then they get another call. Of course, now that they get the second to- call, that. They're not interested yeah, Peter, in it at all. Peter's like, we'll get the dessert recipe this time. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. And they they just let her answer the phone. There's like no fight to answer it. And of course, it's a call. I like how Egon flexes his card stacking skills right before they get that call. Yes, I noticed that. Like Winston is building a, a house of cards and it's like a, it's like a normal house of cards that you would see. And that, a, a somewhat impressive yeah. house of cards. And then you pan over to Egon and Egon's sitting there. He's, and he's built like the Arc de Triomphe or something. He's built like a medieval castle with like... 
with with towers, arches, and, and, yeah, and 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 ramparts and parapets and all kinds. Well, it looks he's like he's got going, multiple mm. buildings, even. Yeah, it's a fucking. It's like, oh, ugh. thanks, Egon, the overachieving A-hole. Egon, big dogging. Yeah, well, you know, it's it is Egon. So, so they they get a call, and it's a haunted house call, and they're like, yes. But then Peter says. Well, fuck! A haunted, are you kidding me? A haunted house. We always house get call. these haunted house this calls. This is bullshit, and they're always fake. Yeah, and he's like, "Remember last time when they, we thought it's it was like a the last house? twelve haunted house calls or whatever? So what? Some random number. They've yeah. all been fake. So, they, but they've got nothing else to do, so they they go and, out there, and it's out in the suburbs. Yeah. So it's probably out on like Long Island or something, and, and so they're not super excited to go out to the suburbs to answer a house call. Yeah, or maybe it's like uh like way up in Astoria. There, there's some like suburb area like up in Astoria, but but maybe it doesn't look like it. Looks like they're out like in actual suburbia. Yeah, so they so, they go out there, and Peter is is dragging his feet. He thinks it's a stupid idea to go out there. And as they get up to the house... Well, the, the address of the house, oh, they mention... 1313 13th Street. Yeah, which is where the call is. And it, it immediately cuts to this old lady, super creepy, peering through the window. With, their, with the creepy music peer. No, 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 it's just her. Yeah. I don't know if you picked it, but it's just a camera behind her in a room that's all dark. And they're playing the, the Ghostbusters creepy music. And it's her looking out of the window at them parking the car... And then she slowly sneaks, like, creeps back off a camera. Like like Homer through the hedge. Yes, yes, like <laughs> Homer through the hedge. And it's like, if that isn't just big fucking foreshadowing, yeah. it's like such a giveaway. But it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's like, you're a kid. You're, you're going to go along with it. So, so they walk up there, and Egon has got his PKE meter out. And he's looking at it. And as they get closer to the house, the fucking thing goes haywire. Well... And- he, they walk past the lions, and he has this line where he says that the lions are ugly with a capital uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Peter has, this show is just filled with these lines by Peter that are kind of dad jokey, but your kids will probably really enjoy. I fucking laughed at him. What are you talking about their dad well, jokes? A this, lot of them are this, funny. That joke I didn't laugh at, but there were plenty that I did. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, the one where they're in the, in the Holland Tunnel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that I definitely, I yeah. laughed out loud at that yeah. one. So, so the yeah, there's something that sabotages the PKE. The, the PKE meter. meter. I think that it's it, it registers such a high PK frequency that it like shorts out, and he's like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "There's something going on well, here." Well, something shoots into it. Oh, uh, okay. So, so that's why I wrote down that it looks like it was a sabotage. Well, Egon's like, "There's something going on here because the PKE meter just went crazy." And then Peter and then is Peter is convinced work. that Egon is a fucking klutz and just dropped it. Yeah, but he apparently is dumb and wasn't looking. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, are you sure you didn't just drop it, Egon? But obviously he didn't because we saw he didn't drop it. Yeah, yeah but um, Peter doesn't know that. Well, it doesn't matter. So they end up deciding that they're going to go and investigate the house, and Ray's going to take the sweet old lady back to headquarters. Yeah, they're like, let's get her out of here. Let's get her the fuck out of here, Ray. Take her home. Take and her so back home. They're in the house, and there's the. It's this total. Um, or like they look to the left and the, the ghosts are on the right and then they look to the right and the ghosts are on the left. They, yeah, the, the ghost might as well be that fucking frog from Looney Tunes that would only come to life when you weren't looking and do that. Hello, exactly my baby. What I was Hello, Mahan. Yeah, that's what it, that was what was happening. They'd look one way and then the dishes would all start dancing and then they'd turn back and the dishes would all fall down. They'd yes. And, and, and then they would look They would look in the living room and the picture behind them would come to life and snarl at them and then they'd turn they'd around look and look at the and picture. back in the picture. And it's back in the picture. Yeah. So it's it, it's sight gag after sight but gag. there is a total who's on first routine too. 
Uh, I wrote, yeah, I wrote down that there was a vaudeville, uh, there's a fucking vaudeville so, Abbott and Costello routine. So that they, they do. totally figure out at some point that there's ghosts in the house, and Egon pulls out some book or whatever. Tobin Spirit Guide. Yeah, Tobin Spirit Guide. Which um, I wish there was a real one. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be fun. It's like a fan thing. There actually, buy. there actually is a Tobin Spirit Guide out there that I think is fan. It's been published. Oh, really? Where they, they talk about lots of different ghosts from the different iterations of the show. Oh, with all the explanations and, and animations and, and, on them. Well, That'd be really that, cool. They, yeah, they talk about what the ghost is, where it comes from, based on the mythos of the show, what class it is, because that's what, like. It's one of those things where we're watching the movies, watching the show. I always wanted to have a fucking Tobin spirit guide. Yeah, it. it I've got it my supernatural book over there that's holding open the door. Uh, well, oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, it would make sense because um, they mentioned that this ghost name is Watt. Like, what? Uh, like what? Well, they pronounce it, it. It the first time he pronounces it, it's Watt. W A T, I believe. But. As they say it, they say what? Like W-H-A-T. And then there's this who's on first. Like, what is it? What is it? What is it? No, who are you talking about? What? And it's this uh, who's on first uh, Abbott and Costello thing is what we were talking about. I said there are a lot of hot air. What? What? Did you say what? Peter, I'm trying to work. Say what? I didn't say what. Who did? Did what? Say what? Man, I didn't say a word. Yeah, right. Then who did? Yeah. Um, and it goes on maybe a little too long. But, oh, Sean just found the Tobin Spirit Guide, and the it's, author is Dr. Ray Stans and Dr. Egon Spangler, uh, which is yeah. kind of funny. And um, Eric, Ber- Eric Burnham. Available uh, on Amazon, hardcover for twenty dollars. Uh, I would totally buy it. Um, <laughs> I might buy it. Yeah, I might buy that too. So the, it, they explain kind of. Did, did you write down the, the origin of Watt? I didn't write it down, but he's a Watt is a demon that is trying to like use different means to take over the world. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. But they they gave some other explanation. But but you're right. It's like they essentially Watt is there to take over the world. Uh, and bring ghosts to the whole planet or something. And uh, so they cut back, and the old lady is in the firehouse, and she wants a tour. And she she brings this little pet bird with her in, like, a little golden, like, gilded cage, kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she sits it on Janine's desk, and she goes out walking on this tour... No, that's why. Like, she, and the bird she is goes, there. She goes, Janine, uh, like, I would really like a tour of your facilities... And I thought that's kind of weird. Yeah, who but does right. that? Who does yeah. that? I don't, like, hey, thanks for letting me come and stay in your business. I want a tour. Yeah, show me where all the important stuff is for me to fuck up. So, so she leaves her little pet bird on the on the desk and she walks away. And the little pet bird, um, Slimer's there with the pet bird. They ask Slimer to like keep it company. Bird's called Precious, I want to say. Yeah, there's something dumb like that. But but then the bird gets huge. It's like it, it goes from it this, turns like, into like a giant terror. Bird. It looks it goes from like Tweety Bird to this giant red terror bird that it actually bends out the cage. Which I'm almost positive was starts, also something that happened in Looney Tunes with Tweety and Sylvester. I yeah, where Tweety gets like. Po- Tweety gets, like, like injected with something, and he turns into the giant monster and beats the shit out of Sylvester. Yeah, there's a lot of those, like, references in this. Yeah. So so then the bird spits fire and stuff, um, and they don't notice. So they end up downstairs in the Ecto... Where the Ecto Containment Unit is, down in the basement. And Janine is showing her the Ecto Containment Unit. She's like, how do you turn this shit off, Missy? 
Uh, yeah, like that's a weird question to ask, but okay. So she's giving an explanation, and it, and she explains, Janine explains that the Ectrum containment now has a new fingerprint and voice-activated system. Fucking finally! <laughs> like seriously, it so took, it took them two, it took them one but, movie and one cartoon episode. But to put while a fucking she's fail turning around, there. while she's like working on Ecto containment unit. The what old, is converting is, is like the old lady has completely changed forms into this giant creature with it, it's actually the way she the way that they animate the change is really cool. I, I'm gonna just mention James Rolfe here from Cinemassacre here because he did it he did an episode and it totally reminded me he does a great description of how um, when he's watching this episode. He describes the, the the great animation that yeah. that that's in this episode. It made me think of this. Thanks, James, if you listen. I'm probably not. You're too busy. But the old lady's mouth, uh, the lips kind of pull back, back, and the teeth jut forward, and then they kind of turn into these like kind of claw like looking teeth. Giant fangs. Yeah, giant fangs. And she gets huge, like 20, 30 feet tall, and her whole screen tur- her whole skin turns green and mottled. And uh, her eyes turn into these like little white slits, and she gets these like spindly arms and kind of. But um, she still sounds like a nice old lady. But she still so- well for no, a little bit for a little bit, and then she sounds like one of those voices where you have three or four voices matched on top of each other to sound creepy yeah. on purpose. And uh, and so she's asking Janine uh, about how the thing works, and that's when we find out that it's voice and uh, yeah, touch and, activated. and she says Janine says. That it requires the voice and fingerprints of of, uh, of a Only member the- a member of the active staff, and she says. Are you considered part of the active staff? And she's like, Oh no, it's only one of the it's only the four uh, Ghostbusters. And so and as soon as she shrinks around, back she into an old lady, she's yeah. like, oh, Okay, dearie. But this may, this reminded me because uh, James Rolfe over at Cinemasker did a a, rev- a quick review of this show, like just a kind of a touch on not not like we do, but but just kind of a a, a glance over of the show itself. And whether it's any good or not, and he he actually mentions this scene uh, in particular, which is why it reminded me. I, I think I was watching it a couple of, a couple of days ago. That that might have been why. But but it's a good description, and it's drawn really well, and it's animated well, and the voice acting is good for the scene. Which again, there's so many little touchstone moments. Where things are done well that yeah. you don't expect them to be. Yeah, and and that's what I mean. We've talked about it before. That's one of the things that drives a good show is that is that the the care that's taken. It's not just a show that like. Of course, this show sold toys, and this show oh, was, was a marketing tool. But this, the the people we that, were rubes to its oh to its yeah message. oh my god if I could if well not me personally but any members of my family that spent money on these toys for me because I had a shit ton of them. But the amount of care, seeming care that went into the production of this show was was pretty high. It seems like we've uh, so far of all the shows we've done, you can tell the shows where people care and when they don't. Yeah, and this um, is definitely one where they care. This is one where they care. Darkwing Duck, they cared. They actually cared. Yeah. You know, Sean didn't enjoy Pokemon, but I would argue that the people who were doing the show, they cared. Most of the people working on the show had been working on the original game for like seven years before. They were really into it. Turtles, they actually cared. Yeah. Legend of Zelda, they didn't give a fuck. They did not care at all. My Little Pony was a total cash-in. Back to the Future is... They sort of cared, at least, a little well, bit. Well, it's like it's like they only cared, but not about anything that anybody else cared about. It was yeah. like, let's, let's teach kids about science, which, again, I'm a huge proponent of STEM and the scientific method and kids being more involved in science. Big pusher of that. 
but you science pusher. I am a science pusher. Well, you know, science is there whether you agree with it or not. It's it exists regardless. So <laughs> you're uh, you're entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts. That's exactly right. Neil deGrasse Tyson is completely correct on that. Yeah. But Back to the Future, they just didn't seem all that interested in actually making a good show. Yeah. This this they they genuinely care. Yeah. There's some real care put into the voice acting, uh, the writing, the the um the animation. Even just the production value. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just every way the show so far has been great. But but enough about that. Um, enough about stuff that's not the episode that we're talking about. That's not the about. episode we're talking about. So the extra containment unit can't be accessed. Yeah. So now ba- the old lady's not what, interesting. Basically what she wants to do is she wants to... Free the ghosts. She wants to turn all the ghosts... Uh, yeah, she wants to free all the ghosts so that she can... So that she can basically have an army of to, take, to, to take, take over, over the Earth. living to take over the living world because that's what she wants to do. That's the purpose. And in Tobin's spirit guide, it describes what, which is spelled W A T, like what? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. To- it, what is described as a dominant force of the underworld, leader of a legion of evil demons. What's goal is to invade and conquer the living world. So she wants to she wants to turn off. The containment unit and have it blast out and empty all the ghosts out like it did at the end of Ghostbusters the movie, and then she'd be able to control all of those demons and ghosts right. and whatnot. Now Ray's not she's a here, demon, by though. the way. She's a demon. Not, she's a, not ghost. a ghost. That's right. Which is which is the first instance of of them encountering and having to deal with like a demon. That's a, yeah. That's not capturable. Yeah. So. At this moment, Ray's not there. Ray has already left. He's racing to the house. Yeah, he's going. He's going back to Miss, Mrs. Rogers' house. And we after get a complete him. like we get another who's on first moment here with the with the what. Yeah. Um, and like, so what? What is trying to kill us? That's what I'm asking you. Yeah, it's what. I don't know. You tell me. It's like bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. If you know what the, the who's on first thing is, then you'll know what Do I'm yourself a about. favor. Look it up. Watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Still it's hilarious a, it's like an 80 old, years later. I mean, we're talking old vaudeville here, but but it is it is a very funny uh, routine. Yeah. Um, so he's there, and, and now Ray's at the house, and the house like locks him in, and the house is attacking them. You know, this, in, in I noticed, every way, I noticed um, that this part when Ray gets back is that Ray is in the cartoon. Ray is just as like childlikely enthusiastic about ghosts as the movie Ray is. Yeah, he's like yeah, he totally he's is. like, oh my god, this is awesome! The house has like captured us. Yeah, he thinks it's pretty cool. It's like, weird that he's so into it, but you know, okay, it's just like it's just like actual physical contact. It's great. He slimed you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it, we get more of that too. Yeah, like in other episodes. So the house turns out. Mrs. Rogers created this house out of whole cloth as as essentially a trap for the Ghostbusters. She called them there to investigate the haunting now, to they, capture them there. They don't figure that out though. They until don't. They end up upstairs in her room and they they sense. Uh, the PKE meter starts working. Yeah, Egon fixes the PKE meter and they sense something coming from the closet. And they blast the closet in her dress and figure out... Well, they blast the closet and then they're like, whoa, 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 nice shooting, Tex! Yeah, it was... It, in fact, it reminded me just of that scene in the movie where uh, where Peter goes, whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Right? Yeah. Whoa, nice shooting text. It is. It is. Li- I mean, it's like a carbon copy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fun um, fact: that was the first 
real world trial of the proton packs when they blasted the fucking maid cart. That's yeah, the first got, time they ever used it. Is on a human. Uh, <laughs> I have to um, say, just because I love the movie so much, one of my favorite scenes. From we're the, we're gonna do one on the movie. Sean and I are gonna get intoxicated, watch the movie, one of my, and then immediately record our our reaction to it. One just my, a short one, but one of the things that. One of the big things that I love about the movie is that there's so many like little things just in the way that the because the actors Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Bill Murray are so good at what they do. Or, you know, in 1980 in 1984, they were so so good at what they did. There were so many little things in the movie that are just like that you have to pay attention. And it's not like they're super subtle, but like if you're not paying attention, you might miss them. And one of my favorite scenes is the first time when they're in the hotel and they're going up to find Slimer and they're in the elevator. Okay. And they're sitting there, they're sitting there in the elevator and then uh, <laughs> I think it's Ray says, you know, I realize that we've never actually had a successful field test of this equipment. And he's like, they, and he says something along the lines of like, well, what, what's the matter? Well, each of us is wearing an unlicensed proton accelerator on his back. <laughs> or pro, an unlicensed yeah. nuclear accelerator on his back. He's like, yeah, well, switch me on. And he like, so, so they switch Ray on, and you know, it's the and it turns on, and he, Ray's just sitting there blindly staring forward. And Peter and Egon, like scrunch, he's getting a proctology exam, yeah, Peter yeah. and Egon scrunch into the corner of the into the corner of the elevator. Like, that's gonna do anything if the proton pack explodes on Ray's yeah. back. Well, the, like, the movie is full of like these little moments. The, the show doesn't go, it, the show doesn't get to get into that kind of stuff but they do make an effort yeah they, I, they do, I don't know what I, I just thought about that because they do have these little moments though where, where some well, of the because, comedy kind yeah, of translates be, over because we were talking because once they get out of the elevator that's when they blast the maid cart and they're right. like okay well I'd call that a I'd call that a positive uh, yeah positive field test yeah, yeah. And so then they kind of have this like it's almost like a carbon copy moment yeah uh, with her clothes they blast then, they blast into yeah. the closet which doesn't like blow a hole in the in the house no, it but it does blow, blow a hole in the dress. Yeah. So now they figure out what's going on. They're like, oh shit, Mrs. It, Rogers is what? And it's weird because as soon as they figure it out, the entire house itself comes to life and it's haunted and it's trying to trap and catch a Ghostbuster. It basically is trying to eat them because they, they end up going downstairs and they're trying to get out and then there's this super creepy scene where they're, they're going towards the door and the walls all sprout hands. And the walls start to collapse there's two, in. There's a scene, too. So as part of this, two end tables come to life. And they look exactly like the two dogs. The terror uh, dogs? The terror dogs that, that are Gozer's yeah, they, pets. They, they're, they're barking and growling like dogs. And they blast but, them. But they animate the faces. The way that the eyes and the mouth are animated look like the two terror dogs from Ghostbusters. Yeah, they blast so they have, them. There's like all these like little homages to the movie throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, which is super cool for, for those of us who kind of nerd out like Sean and I. Yeah. Um, so they, they blast those guys. And then as they're running by, um, I think Peter says something like like good doggies or something. Yeah, to the lion statues outside. No, no, no. As they're oh, running oh. by the, 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 the end tables, they, right. like, they blast them like good doggies, sit or something. Now they end up outside. I find her interesting because she sleeps above her covers. Four feet above her covers. 
I know. It's, I find her interesting because she's a client and she sleeps above her covers. See, now now I just want to watch the movie again. <laughs> well, so, always... yeah, we're going to do that. No, we're so, going to do that at some point. So, so they, they, they outside. No, they, so they run out and then the, the, the hands come out of the walls and they're like struggling to get to the to the doorknob. Oh, that's and then right. They find, like, the, the hands are all grabbing on them and they're not blasting the hands that are coming out of the wall. They're yeah. just sort of pushing through. And this, the whole uh, building turns into like a big funnel of yeah. like a ghost energy. As soon as... as soon as sucking yeah, them in. As soon as Winston grabs the doorknob it's it's I guess a big sarlacc pit. Yeah, and yeah. then the 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 fucking furnace comes up from the bottom of the sarlacc pit, and it's alive and it's charging towards them. And, and then, then they get out the door. What do they drop? Oh, that's what they do. They they drop a ghost trap down there, and the thing chomps the ghost trap, and then it explodes and it blows them out the door. Yes. So once they get out the door, though, the two lion statues come to life. They end up capturing them. Yeah, they blast them. So they get two ghosts here. Um, now now so here's the thing. If they're charging $1,500 a ghost, which we're going to find out in a further episode. Uh, that, so I'm sure they, they do some pro bono they work. Charge? I mean, you Nobody. think it's... Pro- I mean, there's, there's plenty of episodes. Just well, in, my, in no, this th- case, they could probably charge the city. In, in, I mean... There's plenty of episodes in this show, just from my recollection, where they essentially do work for the good of humanity, essentially. Where, yeah. where like, shit goes down... <laughs> I imagine, though, like, what I imagine is that, like, they, quote, do it for the good of humanity, and then they build the city later. Yeah. And they know well, the city's gonna be like, okay, yeah, you well, what Manhattan, you, what you so. what you find out if you read, like, the further stuff, like, like comic books and stuff, and stuff yeah. is that they end up having a, um... They end up having a contract with the city where they... They charge the city for basically goes yeah they're, they're, they essentially turn themselves into a utility yeah so they they charge the city I'm they're sure they subcontracted do. out or whatever yeah exactly yeah. so they capture the two ghosts they all get back into Ecto and they head back to the firehouse they're like they're like Mrs Rogers is what and they're like oh I should I left Ray's like I left her back at the at the house right the, so they the end up back there and they're looking for her she can't, they can't find her but she's hiding upstairs in the bathroom no this and, is fucking stupid so they get back and they're like Janine and he's, she's like what and they're like where's like, that's what we're talking no, about they're like now. where's yeah. Mrs Ro- Rogers and she's like oh she's just wandering around like, and I thought I thought wait what the fuck. You're you letting some, a stranger wander your home like slash if, if business you, yeah, for free. Yeah, how many how many members of the public get to just wander around like a police station or something? Like that's essentially what they're what she's yeah. doing. Or like even as a utility, like I'm just gonna go to the power station. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go free. see Verizon or Southern California Edison and just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna wander. Yeah, because fuck it, why not? Yeah. So, so fuck, so she's fuck Janine for being bad at her job right there. And so she's hiding in the bathroom. And Peter ends up upstairs, and he he hears something. He goes into the bathroom. Yeah, they split. They all split up to look for her. And Peter ends up upstairs, and he gets sucked into the door. Yeah, yeah. And so, so she ends up possessing him. Yeah, which I I can't understand how nobody realized that he was possessed because he goes from normal Peter to a jaundiced yellow Simpsons-looking motherfucker with a giant flat top a la Kid and Play. Yeah, I was going to say it's total house party hair. Yeah. Uh, so this is full-on like Kid and Play house party hair, uh, but it's like white guy because it's so, so it's straight up. Yeah. Um, you know what it reminded me of, actually, is Guile from Street Fighter. <laughs> Maybe I'll put in regular, the actual Guile music. <laughs> no, 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 you Smooth McGroove. Shout out to Smooth McGroove, by the way, on YouTube. That guy's awesome. Uh, he does all acapella music. I know games. who that guy is. He's got the giant beard. Yes, eight, yeah. My eight, kid loves so. my kid loves the channel, and so do I. Uh, use some Smooth McGroove. Uh, so, um, with permission. Yeah, with permission. Um, so, so he's got she this pos- house party here. She possesses him to go open up the actual containment unit, 
And Peter ends up right in front of the active containment unit. She uses the voice activation and the handprint to open it, to try and open it. And Peter starts fighting his demon possession. And this happens a couple times because Peter gets possessed and he... More than once. In the show. He yeah. gets possessed more than once in the show. Later, he, not episodes yeah. recovering, but... But he, he has the the will, the whatever, to, 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 to like... To, to overcome the possession, he like comes out of it. He's like, no, no, I'm Peter Vakeman. And then she overpowers him again. And Yeah, so they use two finely tuned beams. Yeah, I, I, uh, I wrote down that Egon sciences the shit out of the proton packs and somehow, <laughs> yes. somehow manages to program one proton pack to be what's, what's frequency and then oh. another one to be Peter's frequency and they're able to literally pull them apart like so much Velcro. And at the same time, Slimer helps by attacking the ghost bird. Yeah, the ghost um, bird comes and he's, he's like, no, stop them! And the ghost bird flies up and, and, and Slimer comes up and makes a giant foot with his bottom torso part yeah, and yeah. kicks the bird in the fucking nuts. <laughs> yes, I Sends it flying that. across. The room. See, this is what I was saying last episode, where Slimer has these moments where, like, his body morphs into like weird shit. Yeah, yeah. So they capture Watt and Peter. Uh, who knows how? Because it's a demon, not a ghost. Uh, but whatever. Apparently, demons have ectoplasm too. So, so they, they capture them. Watt, and Peter has this line where he goes, "I've had it up to here," and so he he starts his hand like at his chest, and then up to his neck, and then up to his eyeballs. And up to the top of his head, and then he realizes his hair is all still kid, uh, kid and play house party. Yeah. And he brings his hand like way up, and he goes here <laughs> with house with haunted houses. Yeah. Um, which I thought was kind of funny um, because, and that's the way the episode ends. Well, that, no, the episode ends with him like trying to put his hair down, and he's like, and "How am I work. supposed to go out in public like this?" And then Slimer comes and and, and pops a, it down. yeah pops a squat on his head and makes some Slimer pomade. And 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 Ray's like, oh, he's just trying to help. And he's, ah, the episode ends with with Peter chasing Slimer out the out yeah. The room. And then we end up on the next episode, which, which is, is Slimer come home. It is now. This was one of those episodes where the character um, is is actually kind of a somewhat iconic character for me. I had a lot of memory of this character. Which character? The the Poltergeist character. Yeah. yeah oh, the really? Poltergeist. Yeah, I had a lot of because I think I'd seen this this episode a lot as a hmm. kid. So I, it's I, on reruns, I guess. I must have been. I, I have strong memories of this character. So they're all riding in Ecto One, and three nights in a row, the same group. They're chasing after a poltergeist or something. Yeah. So okay, they they make mention of that. There's three nights in a row that they've been um, chasing after this poltergeist. The same group the of same ghosts. Go- yeah. Right. So there's the same group of ghosts that they've been trying for multiple nights to get, and it's a poltergeist. And poltergeists usually stay in one place, according to them. Yeah, which um, makes sense, because poltergeists are normally tra- tied... Well, just if you believe in this kind of stuff, poltergeists are normally tied to a single location or a single person. Yeah, and random attacks uh, in other locations apparently makes them weaker. Yeah, because it's, um, the farther they get away from whatever their host entity or host uh, place is, the weaker now, they get. while they're in the car, Peter makes reference to trying to keep Winston out of the station. This is important. Okay. Yes. Um... They also discuss how these random attacks make the poltergeist weaker unless... Somehow it's feeding off of yeah, some which, other which power Yeah, which they source. discuss later. Uh, later. So they nearly crash and... The, 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 they end up seeing... They get out and there's a bunch of ghosts in like trash cans. Yes. Now they're... And they're walking and Egon keeps hearing shit and they're walking trying to find the poltergeist. And Egon keeps hearing stuff and goes, hey, did you hear that? And they're like, shut up, Egon. We're trying to find the fucking ghost. And when that happens, a bunch of people start running towards them. And they're like, oh, it must be over there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I at the um, minute and 40 second mark, there's this monster in a trash can. It's large and green. 
with a Oscar? Big, no. Well, uh, maybe. Uh, with a big red tongue that the tongue itself is another small monster that looks like a rubber chicken head. <laughs> like from the neck up. Looks like a rubber chicken head. Have you? Ever and then s- that monster's mouth is open, and another smaller rubber chicken head is coming out, and it's all red. It's like a, it's like a, it's a like mouth. Alien with- Inception. Yes. Yeah. It was like total like a like a Geiger moment. Um, I was thinking of I was thinking of those horrible little isopod bugs. But oh yeah, yeah. None of the ones that like yes. eat the fish's tongue and it's in the, the becomes, fish's mouth. Oh, yes. it becomes the artificial it's, tongue. So imagine that, but it's like three of them it's in the a row. Worst thing. It's the most. It's the creepiest fucking thing. You open up a fish's mouth and there's a little bug in there going. Yeah, Hello. like see, look. I even drew like a picture of it. Uh, <laughs> he did draw a picture. I, did draw, of it. I, I totally drew a picture of it alien to remind Inception. me of it. Yeah, it's all like Alien Inception. But I thought it was interesting. Uh, there's like a lot of these really weirdly. But coolly drawn. They, like, they they did a lot of they did a lot of like work on making very unique looking monsters. Yeah, there's like another you, one. You think back to the movie when all that when, like think back to when, um, in the movie when uh, all Walt, the when Walter like, when Walter Peck turns off the containment unit and all the ghosts and all the ghosts come out and then you have that montage scene in New York of all the ghosts like everywhere and there's all kinds of different looking ghosts. Can and I all just, kinds of, just really quickly the music from that montage is amazing and it's my favorite montage. Of all time in the movie, yeah, <laughs> that Ghostbuster montage, yeah. that music is the best. Um, well, so so you, if you look at those monsters, those they're ghosts, all really unique. they're all unique and weird and different. And you wouldn't think but of them this as like, is like that on a whole other level. Yeah, that, that's what they do in this show, but like times they, ten. Yeah, because they can. There's this really cool one. It, it looks like it's a dog from like the waist up that has, um, but that has no front legs, and instead it has two large wheels on its cheeks. It's yeah, like I wrote these down because they're super weird looking, and I had like how I had much these... how much weed did these guys smoke before? Uh, a lot. <laughs> they're uh... just. I mean, it's stuff that you would see in like a sixth grader's like notebook of this, like you know this gun has this gun has wheels and wings, and like this ghost has <laughs> horns and 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 cow feet, and also has whatever you know. It's... Yeah, it, there's like a, a bunch of those. There's so many of these like really cool looking ghosts, and they're animated really well. But but at any rate, so so this poltergeist, he's the bad guy, and poltergeist apparently can't hurt you. Poltergeist, but, yeah, they possess but, things, but trash cans can. Yes, and so he stacks a bunch of trash cans up on top of each other and makes them fall on them. And uh, Peter makes this like really bad Clint Eastwood joke that was kind of lame. Yeah, he tells he, he basically they're they're all about to run. He's like, wait, no, blast them or something instead. And so yeah, they shoot he, the trash cans and yeah. then they get covered in literal shit. And they're like, oh, I saw it in a Clint Eastwood movie. Sorry. Yeah. It was a little flat. But so the the poltergeist in this looks like he kind of looks like a pedophile. I said that he looks. With a top hat. I said that he looks kind of like a vampire, like classic vampire. Like he's wearing a big, he's wearing a big cloak. Yeah. And he's got fangs. Well, and he's also wearing. Prominent. And he's got a big old top hat. Yeah, he's got a weird top hat. I don't know what that's about. Um, So he's kind of creepy. Um, and, and I'll mention the pedophile thing later because of the, the yeah. openings. Yeah, that's so, a little creepy. So the, um, the the poltergeist ends up getting away because they they blast the trash cans. They well, get he distract. sucks them up. The poltergeist sucks them up in a large tornado, and then yeah, blows um, them away. And and Peter has this. Wait a minute! Didn't I see this in the Wizard of Oz line? Yeah. Um, Winston uh, is like, look on the bright side. At least it it couldn't get any worse. That's a that's a. T- 
It's just so much, like, just foreshadowing. Oh, and at so, that moment, they all fucking died. Yeah, no. Uh, so so then they end up back at the firehouse, and they're there. No, they take the long way. They're, they're, they're driving home, and they take the long way. And, and Winston the long way Winston realizes, he's like, man, why is it taking so damn long to get home? But he home? doesn't understand why. Yeah, he doesn't. So it's for a surprise party for his birthday, um, and, and Slimer ends up ruining it. Yeah, they bring out this giant, like, multi-tiered cake. You know, there's there's... Five people, I understand Slimer's there, but there's five people plus Slimer, and they bring out this, like, three-tiered wedding cake. It is blueberry fu- blueberry fudge. Which apparently is Winston's favorite flavor. Which is a weird flavor. Yeah. Um, at the four minute and 50 second mark, Egon has this really, really, uh, go back and watch it. For any of you who are out there, go back and look at around the four to five minute mark. There is this really creepy moment with Egon and Winston, and Egon is staring like longingly into Winston's face. So Winston is looking at the screen with a blank stare. He's not moving his lips, not moving his eyes, nothing. In fact, they don't animate Winston at all. Egon is to, um, he's stage left and he's staring directly at Winston with this kind of like smirk on his face. Like, I want to fuck you face. And he says, I just want you to know I'm having a wonderful time. And then, and then this is uh, so Joy was sitting there on the couch. Ca- my wife was sitting there on the couch, and she goes, "The fuck!" <laughs> and she stares up. And is like, "Go back, go back!" And so I rewind it again, and I I, I had her watch it again. She's like, "This show is weird." <laughs> uh, it was it was a really creepy moment. It, it just took completely took me out of it. Yeah, that's um, weird. Yeah. So so anyways, so so Slimer, fudge cake. Slimer ends up flying across the room, and he eats the entire cake in one go. Yeah, he helps himself to anything not hold down or on fire, that's according what, to that, Peter. Yeah, that's what Peter said. Um, which so, I thought is a great line. I kind of want to use that. Yeah, no, because, okay, here's how this, here's how the line was set up. So Slimer eats the whole cake, and then everyone gets mad, and then Ray, or I think it's Ray, says something like, come on, he can't help himself. And then Peter says, yes, he can. He helps himself to everything that's not nailed down or on fire. Yeah, well, there's like a pause, but but yeah. essentially, yeah. So Peter, he Peter makes yelled, a reference to this line later too. Yeah. So Peter yells at him, and he says that he ruined everything. And, and Slimer's upset. Slimer's and upset. And they all, everybody ends up going to bed. And while they're in bed, Slimer ends up. He leaves with like a super sad montage and sad yeah. music, and writes oh, super sad music. And he writes a sad goodbye note. Yeah, he does. Apparently, Slimer is literate. Well, I mean, if, if he's a ghost, maybe he... He's like, his had, literacy is left over yeah. from being human? I don't know. But I thought it was weird. So it cuts to Slimer's gone, and they all, at some point, are awake. And Janine finds the note. Because she finds she brings, the note, and Ray goes, you can read this? And Janine goes, I'm a secretary. I can read anything. Total, yeah. total deadpan. Yeah. Uh, so this is... This I, I kind of chuckled at that. I this is funny. where, because the guys are all sleeping. It's nighttime. The guys are all sleeping. And Slimer's going around saying his goodbyes to all the sleeping Ghostbusters, like kissing them and whatever. And he leaves. And then at some point, Janine comes back and she's like, Slimer, I got donuts. Come on, where are you? And he's gone. And, and he's so gone. Then, then, then we have and this the interaction. Is, and this is the first time that I thought, where the fuck does Janine sleep? Because it's got to be the middle of the night. I was thinking that in the earlier episode where she's answering the phone in the middle of the night. Well, yeah, like she up. she's come back from somewhere in the middle of the night, unless she's come unless it's like four in the morning or five in the morning, and that's when she starts work. So she's like, "Slimer, I got donuts. Hello, where are you?" And then she finds a note that's covered in slime, and she's able to read it. And then they all they, once they realize, well, that, 
most everybody leaves except what? for Peter, who's yeah, Peter, pissed off yeah. at Slimer. Peter's but like, he then, left? Good. Fuck him. I don't care. But then, after they leave, Peter sneaks out wearing a trench coat to go find Slimer. And also to flash children. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of creepy looking, but he sneaks out to go find Slimer. And Janine and catches again, him. She's like, hello, what are you doing? We see a bunch more ghosts. There's montages where Slimer's like wandering the streets and he sees And he sees ghosts. ghosts. He's like, and So he decides to follow him. Yeah. And uh, these ghosts are really cool. They're, they're animated really well. And he decides to follow them, and they, they all end up in this big high-rise. And so Slimer joins them, and they, he sits down to, like, drink with them or whatever. Yeah, and in, 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 in this, this time... There's this choppy animation at this point, I have to note, because nothing's perfect. There's this really choppy animation where Egon is walking, and uh, it looks really, really bad. Sorry, Sean. No, it's it, all right. But it happens. No, I, and I, uh, I was going to say that... <laughs> I was going to say that in this time, they mention... Uh, I think it's Egon mentions that the only way that this poltergeist can sustain himself is if he's like using the power of other ghosts to like power him up essentially. Yeah. And they get the idea that if that, that he's absorbing like the power of these other ghosts and that if Slimer somehow is, is like caught up in this, that they could lose him forever. Like that he, if he's, yeah. if he's caught up with this poltergeist. Now, as they're going down, as they're wandering on the street, some guy tries to mug Egon, who ignores the mugger. Yes! And the, and the, mugger, the mugger goes, uh, well, the, there's two muggers, and the one goes, why did, you, why did you let him go? And the other one goes, uh, my dad said to never mess with someone weirder than you. No, it's, um, it's, it's, so, it's so funny, because he's walking down the street, and it's just like, so, it's just it's like... It's totally like out of nowhere. But it's like in the movie, where, he's, where Egon is walking through the halls of the, uh, of the hotel, and he's got his Pika E-meter out, and he's got his face buried in it. And he's not looking at and anything. he's not looking at anything. So, that's what's happening. He's walking down the street, he's got his face buried in the Pika E-meter, and this punk walks up to him, and he goes like, Hey, man, did you lose something? He's like, Yes, I did. I'm looking for it. And he's like, Well, what did you lose? Maybe I can help you find it. What does it look like? And he's like... He's, but but he's they're small. Not, like, not in a helpful way. No, not in a helpful like, way. He's yeah. like, "Where would you lose, man? I can help you." And he's like, "Oh, it's small, green, floats. It has no legs. It has yeah. no legs. Floats." And that's when he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, he has this whole like, uh, "I'm backing away." Yeah, and, uh, and it's it's like him and six other guys, and that's why the other five guys are like, "Dude, what the fuck? Why, why didn't you mug him?" And he's like, "Oh, this dude's a fucking weirdo." Yeah. Um. So so Ray and Egon are at a fountain. Uh, they they end up uh, meeting up together at this fountain, and Ray is like d- basically decided he's not going to look for anybody. Yeah, he's, he's just got he's sit got a around new, and wait. He's got a new theory about how to find that people. if he just sits around and waits, eventually things will come to him. Eventually, everybody he's ever met in his life will pass by that fountain. Yeah, according to like the laws of the universe, and and it ends up being kind of weird because the second grade teacher ends up encountering him, and Egon's like, oh, maybe there's something to this. Egon's like, what the um, fuck, Ray? <laughs> Yeah, but it, obviously it's a dumb idea. So we cut to the poltergeist and Slimer, and the poltergeist is trying to see if if Slimer is like really a scary ghost. Yeah. So he takes him out. He's like, "You come with me." And it's all pantomime. Whenever you yeah, most they of sneak the, up on these two guys. Yeah, and the poltergeist goes to the two guys and he scares the shit out of them. Okay, but but interestingly though, looks um, like Holland Oates. The two guys are speaking Simish. Simish? Yeah. You, did you ever play The Sims? Like the, oh the game yeah, Sims? yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all gibberish, but um, it sort of sounds like a language, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're speaking Simish, and, and the so the guy scares, guy scares them. them. And then, and then, he and goes then to, he goes Peter's to... walking down the street, and Slimer goes to try and scare Peter, and Peter gets excited, like, oh, hey, I met, I found Slimer. And, and Slimer, Slimer takes, slimes him. But then takes off. Yeah, Slimer slimes him, because he's like, and he like yeah. runs into him. And then, and then he takes off running. And then the the, the the poltergeist is like, fuck, this guy is hopeless. 
Whatever, though. So he goes... They end up back in the back in the building that they're the big high rise. Yeah, and the poltergeist starts accumulating ghosts. Yeah, like um, literally, op- he opens up his trench coat, pulls out his dick, swings it around like a helicopter. Wait, yeah. no, that's not what he does. Uh. He opens <laughs> he opens up his coat, and then there's like a giant mouth in his stomach yeah, that with starts like a talking long, like uh, like a long tongue. Yeah, starts talking and is like, "Come to me, ghost," or something. And then all the ghosts start flying towards it and get absorbed into his body like a giant fucking quagmire. Yeah, and so now they're all in the body, and the rest of Ghostbusters end up in there, and uh, like they follow them there. And they they find out that, that Slimer has been absorbed. Yeah, because he like and pops out of the stomach and they can see his silhouette. And they're like, Slimer's in there! We're going to set our proton packs to Slimer's exact frequency. Like, they know Slimer's exact frequency off the top of their head, which is weird. Yeah. But they do, which it turns out is 500 megahertz. Um, which is a really high frequency, by the way. If you know anything about frequency, that that's, like, very high. He's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they're able to they using that they're able to literally physically yank it's, it's Slimer five, out of no excuse me five hundred thousand megahertz that's a lot that's that's the frequency not five hundred megahertz but which is still high but five hundred thousand megahertz so they're able to physically rip Slimer out of the poltergeist but the guy but the poltergeist takes their packs and the Ghostbusters um, like get captured. Yeah, the, the, the poltergeist causes the floor to pop up and grab them like a snake right. or something. Now, now then, Slimer ends up using a pack on the poltergeist, which is not the only time that this has happened. Slimer does this a couple times in the series where he Later. uses a proton. Yeah, yeah he uses a proton pack and fights ghosts along with the. With and the, then, and then we get freed Ghostbusters, who then capture uh, all of the ghosts. Yeah, they they capture in the, one trap. Yeah, they capture the poltergeist and all the other ghosts that are that are inside the poltergeist. Which then they talk about how uh, there's too many ghosts in the trap yeah and they end up back at at the firehouse and they load it into the extra containment unit which nearly overloads yeah they're basically rushing to get back to the house because the the trap egon says like the traps were never meant to hold this many ghosts because there's essentially a couple hundred ghosts inside the poltergeist which is inside the trap so they've got a couple hundred ghosts in a trap again all this is really well animated yeah really well animated and again good sound effects good music except for the one weird scene with with Egon walking down the street, I the, I have found this. In fact, all six of these episodes, this is the one. That's the one moment that I found was really weird or oddly animated. Yeah. So far, the first season. So they get um, they get back they get back after they capture and they put the they they're able to get the trap into the containment unit and and, and get it, it turns in there. out that the Ghostbusters had a surprise welcome home party for Slimer plan the whole time. Yeah, and they make him this like garbage cake. Did you notice it's like a fucking garbage cake that they well, give Well, no, him. no, they made two cakes. No, I know, but the cake that they made him is like a garbage cake because they, they have a cake on top of a box. And Slimer goes and does the same thing he did at Winston's party and eats, party, the, and eats the whole thing. But when you look at it, it's it's a trash cake. It's like like they put... Just a bunch of junk. Yeah. yeah. And, Slimer's and underneath like, the box is another uh, blueberry fudge cake. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things that we didn't talk about is that when Slimer leaves for the first time... He goes to like a, a, a fudge shop or a candy shop or something. Yeah. He's looking through the window like, oh, candy. And then he sees a vision of, of Peter. And he's like, he can't help himself. He just does whatever he wants. But, so he's like, oh, whatever. And he leaves the, uh, the candy shop without taking anything. And so when Slimer goes and eats the whole second cake again, 
he goes, oh no, I did it again. No, I'm sorry. And he's like, it's okay, Slimer. We learn. We're scientists. We learn from our mistakes. And they pick up the box, and yeah. there's another cake underneath. They're like, well, scientific method says you're just gonna eat the cake, so we're just gonna have a second one. Yeah. And then so, this episode ends with a really weird thing where Ray's Peter like, hey. calls, well, Peter calls Slimer pond scum, but admits to missing him. Yeah. And but it ends with a really weird thing where where Ray goes shows like, shows him how to show his food. Yeah. And he's like, I taught Slimer a new trick. Quick, Slimer, show him your food. And I didn't know, because it, it, it doesn't show what he does. It just shows all the Ghostbusters But disgusted. I imagine that he just shows everything that's in his gut that yeah, he's ever eaten or something. So, like, I got this, like, awful picture So I didn't head. know, yeah, I didn't know if, if Slimer, like, threw up all over the place. Or if he, he just Or if he just made his mouth huge and saw all the digested garbage in his mouth. Maybe. So, but that's yeah. how this episode ends, and yeah. and I think that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Um, we're so, gonna do one more. Yeah, we're gonna do one more episode five and six, and the, you know, so far so good. These episodes have been really good. They are really good, but I gotta say, the next two episodes are better. They are better. They, they are better. See, that's the thing about this show is 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 it has a very it it starts out well, but it get it starts out well. It's yeah, it does. It starts out good. It gets better. Yeah, it does get better. And so many shows starts out start out good and get worse. I this one been... starts out good and gets better. Yeah. So I mean, these two episodes, if you want your kids to watch them, totally recommend it. Do it. Um, when you want to watch it by yourself, do, do it. it. Um, if you just uh, if you're unemployed and just want to sit on the couch and smoke a bunch of weed all day and watch Ghostbusters, then go ahead and do, do that it. too. Uh, we're not here to judge you, but uh, yeah. Ghostbusters is it's a great show. Yeah. So it deserves um, better than you. We deserve it. Deserves better than us. This but, is true. But we're the only ones here to watch it, so it's 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 still so good. so we're happy to do it. Yeah. So that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to talk about this episode or any of the other episodes that we've done, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Twitter handle is at remasteredcast. If you want to send us an email, you can send it to us at remaster or childhood remastered. Sorry, childhood remastered at gmail.com. If you want to get us on Facebook, you can search childhood remastered on Facebook. We got a page there. Yeah, let us know what you think, if you like it, if you hate it. Well, if you hate it, keep it to yourself, I don't care. Um, Again, if you have recommendations, you want us to add something, we'll be happy to consider. Yeah, the show is a labor of love. I hope you're enjoying it as much. I hope you're enjoying listening to it as much as we're enjoying doing it. Yeah, Sean and I, to be fair, would probably do this anyways. So Would if, and if have. You, if you, yeah, exactly. If you guys are enjoying it, all the better, but we are happy to do it. Uh, and have no one listen to it. So, yeah, which is what um, we're doing right now. Which is, yeah, because we're recording a bunch of these. Like all three of you out there that are listening to this, thank they, you. So far, I mean, we recorded these way like we're talking months in advance. Season uh, one has already been completed. Yeah, by the time you've listened to this, yeah, yeah, no, by the time you're listening to this, we're probably forty episodes in. Yeah, uh, thirty, forty episodes in to to recording. Maybe we'll do a more regular, closer to broadcast. Well, season. Oh, probably. Well, maybe not, but 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 we'll be happy to throw stuff in in the mix if we get yes. requests. So. Yeah. so that'll do it. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, trip down memory lane. Until next time, when we're doing the final episode of Ghostbusters, the final podcast of Ghostbusters. This has been Sean and Chris, and this has been your childhood remastered. We will see you next time.